Welcome to the Get After It podcast. My name's Joe. This my, my name f- is Brian. That's right. This is my friend Brian. And we're just going to get after it. As you can see by the... Mm, just the music just tells you that we're going <laughs> to yeah. get after it. it. It's almost like... Doesn't it almost feel like a professional wrestler? <laughs> like a, Like... Yeah, like a professional wrestler entering in and he's done something previously. Yeah, yeah. or maybe not even quite so um, like high production value, maybe like early UFC days when people would like use their, their cousin who would write music as their entry music and it was just... <laughs> so essentially you're my cousin mm-hmm. and I just entered the UFC. Yeah. That's, that's what, what happened thinking. with the intro music there. I, so I was unclear... If we were going to start the intro while the music was going on, it was for me such a sweet tune yeah. that I was really happy to just enjoy it. You just want to hear it, yeah. Just want to hear You're it. Right? I know. Should we play it again? I'm just we well, no. I think actually we will play it again. But after we explain the process of how we got to this new intro song, I kind of like that. It's it's yeah. Then we can then we can like build to a point and say now listen. Listen, it's taken this long and, and this much of a process. I have to be honest, uh, Joe's probably going to be talking more than me because I didn't do a lot for this process. I mean, you could, I couldn't have done it without you here. That's the weird part about my personality. Well, let's even go there too. Where is mm-hmm. here right now? So we're in my garage in Great Falls. And this is where I'm allowed to keep most of my toys so that my I don't anger the other people in my family. <laughs> Because there's still, as you saw, you could probably just see a bunch of music junk just scattering all over. And I I feel bad, but I'm a multi-instrumentalist. Not by, this is what I'm going to do. I just, I, you look at the cool things in the magazine and you're like, I want that. And then you justify it by learning how to play it. Yeah, if you replaced that, what you just said, with hunting or camping type material, outdoor material, mm-hmm. that's what I am. You know, something new comes out and I, oh, oh, well that... That would be nice. That yeah. would be nice to have in my garage. Yeah, I know I could. I have so many uses for that. I would just be able to change lives with that thing in this magazine. And so, if, <laughs> if, if I explain, if I explain where we're at, um, I've never been to Joe's house. This is my first time here. Yeah, what'd you think? Well, we found out that like we don't live that far apart. We didn't know that. If you listen to the last podcast, we hadn't caught up in like a decade. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, why don't I just come over and help with the intro stuff? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he gives me his address. And I'm like, okay, this is like practically my address. Yeah. So <laughs> we're not far. I actually just had to run home and grab the computer and come back so we could record this that we, again, we didn't really know we were going to record today. Mm-hmm. So um, come in and he explains some cats, which will be in future podcasts, maybe even this one, some cats that he has in the house. And then we come into... We'll call it the studio garage, studio garage. And there's, there's knickknacks everywhere you can look. Yep. I think it, it sounds better than the last place we were in because the stuff is eating up the sound. Yeah. It's not reflecting off of it. Breaks up those, yeah, those hard angles, I think. Yep, yep. And so there's screwdrivers. Uh, there's actually a handsaw I can see right now, one of those manual ones that like a, a logger would use. Um, he has one of those. Lots, lots of sound equipment. There's bikes, lawnmower, mm-hmm. and then some orange panels of some sort leaning up against a, well, a drum looks like it's holding it there. So that's, yeah. that's what we have here. 
ladders, all sorts of stuff. A racist coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of stuff here in the garage, so it's exciting. Accidental. It's accident. I mean, I kind of inherited it. it wasn't right. It wasn't. <laughs> it's not on purposely racist. No. It has his name on it. He's not racist. No. The cup isn't saying he's racist. No, he's yeah. saying the cup is because he did I'm, research on where it came from. I'm saying the cup is racist. Yeah, so I, the I cup is it. racist. Yeah. I don't know. It's un- I mean, there's undertones, I feel like. Because it's still a, a practice. People do it today. It's not like it was... Never mind. We'll, you know, let's get to the music. So. Let's get to the music. So <laughs> we, we, we got together We got together at Mod, Mod Pizza within the last, last week here mm-hmm. um, with your wonderful children. And we had some great pizza. And we just... Uh, you had mentioned that you were a little behind mm-hmm. on coming up with the intro music. Yeah, because... Um, yeah. I just have a lot of projects going that are all music related. And so that muscle in my brain is, uh, it gets weak towards the end of the week. <laughs> okay. Um, I, um, and then, but then I, you know, so I actually tried to do a, a jingle business. I, I wanted to be a jingle writer. And, and when I got into that business, I realized I didn't really like it. <laughs> so I, I don't know. There's, there's something that's different when I like to write goofy little songs. That's something I like to do. Apparently what I don't like to do is write goofy little songs specifically for money, for business purposes. I don't know. I lose all of my motivation and creativity and that's not, it's something I wish that wasn't. I wish I could change that because to be a jingle writer sounds so cool to me. Sounds so fulfilling. Like, Oh, I just write this little song that seems easy send it to somebody that maybe doesn't know all that much about music, just appreciates that their name of their business is in a little jingle that sounds okay, like everything else. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. I mean, I, just, I, I tried selling Yellow Pages ads. It was very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like a cool idea. I mean, maybe 10 years ago, sounds like a cool idea. <laughs> no, even 10 years ago, there was still Google. And so it's really hard oh. to sell people on advertising uh, on any kind of print. I'm assuming, you know, magazines, newspapers, but especially Yellow Pages. So, yeah, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from there. Mm. So so there was just some distraction. But what I did know was um, I, I can do it. Like, I can write songs with people in the room. There's something about that interaction. You know, like, I, it's probably me trying to impress you. There's just something that awakens in me that I'm like, okay, we can sit down and we can do this. And you can kind of give me no, musical or non-musical input. Oh, I, it's, everything coming from you would be non-musical input. Yeah, and that helps me. It just it, it allows me, it puts um, blinders if, around me. It puts limitations on me. I got to get something done. And then I go, okay, here's what we're going to do. And that just, yeah, I don't know what it is. And I think it's... Um, I used to think it's because when I, w- I used to be really into the horoscopes. You ever get into horoscopes any time in your life? So, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not in. I mean, they're kind of interesting. But th- so w- one thing that I thought really kind of stuck in my personality was um, I am the zodiac sign that's pretty good at being someone's number two. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know that I. And I begrudgingly, I am the leader of things. I don't like it. I'm much better when there's a leader and I get to have like a lot of, like a, like you're like a lot of um, freedom in what I do, but I need someone to be like, Hey, can we go this way? Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it helps to have somebody here. Cause I know when I got here, you, mm-hmm. you played a little jingle on your phone that you had put together. Yep. Last and time. I was like, Oh, I think it might be, might be missing something. It's a little so then you had me play around on the iPad mm-hmm. for a minute. Um, with a little app you have there to, to create music. Mm-hmm. 
we're not trying to advertise for the app. I think it comes on all your iPhones. It's and everything. free. And, you know, it's free. <laughs> yeah. So we're not advertising for that app. But I played with that for like maybe four seconds. And then Joe just started getting, getting the juices flowing. And so I just stopped. I stopped and listened to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And There's something about when you are just making any choice. You know, when I hear you make any choice, mm-hmm. either you're like, that's something I don't understand. And this is a thing. Maybe I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of hear it. And you give me a couple descriptors mm-hmm. all about like all of a sudden, um, once one note is played, the next note makes it a song. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. once I had that first note, I was like, okay, well, where are we going with this? And just our personalities, <clears throat> what we're trying to do. The podcast is so new, you know, it's hard for me to go, well, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> And knowing that it can change and that we're open to that, that made it a little easier. But to get something finished by a deadline within a week is like, yeah, I realized that I need to. And it's it's a vulnerable thing for me. Like, I don't like admitting, like, ah, you know, I, I know I seem like this, um, maybe this musician that can just, like, get it done so easily. And I can just, like, oh, I'll just sing something into my phone real quick. But that's not always the case. And then right. to admit that to someone and be like, I need help in yeah. this in this sort of way, this, this part of my personality that just doesn't work unless someone else is there. So Well, well I, I liked it. And I, I want to actually backtrack a little bit because the, the only real assistance I gave at the beginning was um, from a story you told, you know, a few weeks ago about how, how music, oh man, I, I have no vocabulary here but how music works with a bass line and a harmony and and all of that and watch each you actually name them like mom and dad mm-hmm. and, and kind of almost how a family works is the same way like a song or a melody works right can you explain that a little bit more right and i i i can't i don't know if i'm stealing this from somebody so if <laughs> this could be stolen yeah this could be something i just picked up along this is something that maybe victor wooten said or some amazing musician but Throughout, on my way, I, I, I like the um, the metaphor of a song being like the traditional nuclear family, if you will. Um, not to ostracize anyone that has come from alternative families like myself. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's an easy metaphor for me to think about. Right. So um, when I'm thinking about music, I'm like, okay, well, well, what what is it that I'm trying to do? And it's I'm trying to I'm trying to communicate something to you that will make you go, oh, let me listen to this. I'm I have some sort of connection, and so I'm thinking about well. The first rhythm you ever heard was your mom's heartbeat. And so I really feel like, and that's why um, drums and rhythm can stand alone. Like you can have a drum circle and that's all the music you need. People will dance to that all night without no bass, no guitars, no singers. You just need this rhythm. And I feel like that's because that's what we were born with. The first thing we were born with was this constant and it would go um, and it would match, you know, and it would it would match certain um, emotions. So when your mom was upset, it's beating faster. And so faster music has a certain feeling. Mm -hmm. And when your mom was sleeping or whatever, it was super slow. And when she was just relaxing, I'm, you know, these are all just, I'm just, I don't know, I'm picturing this. And so then I think, well, in, in a traditional band, like a, a nuclear family, the bass guitar is reminds me of dad's voice so let's let's say you're in your womb and you hear dad's voice and i'm not saying that um like dad should be in charge or anything like that but in music the lowest note of a chord and a chord is just three notes you know this this note this note and this note all played together that's a chord well the lowest of those notes those three notes is going to name the chord 
Mm. And so that's just, you know, that's was something I learned in music when I was, you know, in my travels, probably watched a documentary called Music. <laughs> they right, explained right. that to me. And um, I thought, oh, that makes sense. So all of a sudden, like when I approach music, I'm approaching it with this, the, the rhythm has to make sense and it has to be there for a reason. I don't like to just choose a rhythm, you know, well, let's try this one. That sounds okay. I'm actually thinking, well, what's the mood? What do I want to feel? What, what, what would the heart be doing? You know, and then, then I can kind of close my eyes and be in that moment and let that take me away a little bit. And then you saw, like, I played a couple bass notes and then it would kind of build and kind of build. And I didn't know where it was going. I kind of know a little rudimentary about uh, scales. So I would know what notes to try out, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I could get there kind of quickly because I've, I've done some practicing, but then that kind of gives me the, well, you got your mom, the heartbeat your dad's voice that's kind of naming the chord or you know so naming the chord well i mean yeah we're singing a song about love but dad says you know the song is in the key of c (laughs) so but then that's where again mom's voice comes in and the melody and the melody is telling us something and that's telling us the story and the melody the melody wouldn't sound right without the heartbeat and the bass all working together as one which is kind of a cool you know, nuclear family sort of metaphor when you think about, oh, everyone's working together and, you know, that's the the ideal that we all want. Well, that's what I'm looking for in every song, in every song that I'm trying to write, listen to. I'm always listening for the heartbeat. I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, well, what is the song trying to tell me? What's the mood? Um, And then once I have that, I can really listen into the the melody and go, okay, well, what is the song is about? I'd like to listen to the story. Now I'm in the right place. My heart is beating in the right place. I'm I'm moving the right way. I'm in this right mindset to hear the melody. And so that is just me nerding out on music. That is how, (laughs) when I'm doing it, you know, I just, I go, hmm, what am I going to do to really, really speak to this uh, musical family that I have in my mind that I'm trying to create for someone else. Like I want you to be, I want you to be a part of this musical family and feel all these things that I'm feeling. And then that's up to me. That's why I practice. I go, well, I'm not, I'm not hitting it just right. The bass doesn't sound right. doesn't sound like the, the timber of the dad's voice that I'm trying to put into this song. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work just right. You know, dad's too loud. That's not working. Right, (laughs) right, right. And so, so that's kind of where I went when I was fooling around with the iPad for a little bit. I was like, well, I need to start with the drums. We need to, you know, first just kind of get this, this tempo down and, and mm-hmm. the heartbeat of it. And then you were, you were playing bass. And so that's, that's kind of how we worked is we, we started out with, with the heartbeat and then we went into um, the, the voice of it being, being the bass. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we, we get to our, our little intro yeah, tune which- that we have. Which is so late. I mean, there's nothing else on it. It's just the the heartbeat and the vo- and the and the bass, and uh, it just it feels right. It feels kind of good. You know what I mean? So we're gonna try it out, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna try it out. And I then think- maybe we'll get some feedback. Well, hey, do you guys like that? Is that kind of? And maybe we'll play the. Um, I'll play that generic one. That uh, I'll work on it a little more. I'll bring it in and be like, hey, what do you guys think of this? And we'll put it in the middle of the show or something. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that'll kind of go into a little bit that we need to talk about here is as this podcast is in its infant stage and we're, we're developing and you get to walk with us as we're, yeah, we're learning how to do this. We've, we've getting after it. We're getting after it. We're getting (laughs) after it. And we, um, 
We're trying to develop if we want some segments. We're definitely going to be interviewing people, but now the first two podcasts, and this actually is going to be officially podcast one. Ooh, I like it. Okay, so the first because one is the just first one is just an intro. You can go back and listen to it to kind of know what the podcast is going to be about. This one will be, you know, season one, episode one. When you when you load stuff in, you have to put seasons and episodes assigned to the podcast, and then everywhere else it goes, it, it knows where to put it. You know, when mm-hmm. it gets there. So this one will officially be podcast one. And as we as we move forward, we want to definitely interview people. We have a few in mind that we'll we'll talk about later in this podcast. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah, we're thinking about some fun segments that we could do, some uh, lightning round questions that we can throw out um, just to get the juices flowing with with any interviewer, uh, interviewee that we have. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll keep you up on news of, of Joe and Brian and what we've got going on in our lives. Uh, that's another kind of purpose of this podcast here is to talk about little things that we're getting after in our life right now and, and who we are and what we're doing and, and to get you caught up on us before we just start interviewing other people and you don't know you know, why, why do these guys qualify as, yeah, good point, you know, interviewers. And so, so here we are today doing this. And what, what I'd like to do first is let's, you know, play the intro again okay. so that everybody can hear it and give us a good judgment. But as it's in its infancy stage right now, we could use a lot of help. Anybody listening to this, whatever platform you're on rates and reviews. Oh, and not just rates and reviews. I just learned how to do, if you're an Apple user, I just learned how to do the collaborate thing. So if you're a musician out there and you're like, oh, you know what this could use? And, and you're like, send that file to me. I can send you the project file. You can record right onto it and send it right back to me. And I can, it could be part of the, the jingle. You know there what you I mean? Go. So reach there out. You yeah. You know, and if it, and if you play me something and it, it's not going to work, like, please, no hard feelings. But I thought that'd be kind of cool, you know, like, cause I just, seriously, last night I was like, how the heck do I send a file to someone and they send it back to me? That's exactly how you do it. And so, mm-hmm. so we, need, we need help. I, I guess if you're listening to this, you are the core people that we trust in our lives. We haven't done much advertising yet. Oh, I think yeah. we want to get a few podcasts under our belt so that when we do start advertising, people can listen to a few episodes to make a, a good judgment before yeah. they hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. But those of you that are, are listening right now, you're all of our friends and, and family, and you're going to be from the ground up as this podcast is getting rolling. Mm-hmm. So we need that that support of, you know, do you know people that we should interview? I've had a few of you out there already already share friends, and, and uh, we're going to get those things in the works. But definitely um, subscribe. You know, if you're on uh, Spotify or Apple Music, subscribing helps uh, get it out there. Are we on Apple Music? We are on Apple Music. Or not Apple Music, Apple iTunes. We're on Apple iTunes. Apple I mean, iTunes, Spotify, and then uh, RSS sends it out to a couple other places that oh I don't yeah. even really know, you know. So it all, it all kind of, there's about four or five different places you can listen to us right now. Yeah. But yeah. the main ones that people use are Spotify and um, Apple, Apple Podcasts. So yeah. either one of those, just subscribe, rate, review, and uh, hopefully you're, <laughs> if you're listening right now, even if you don't like it, yeah. you're giving us those five-star reviews because, you Come know. On. <laughs> you're our friends. You're our friends. Screenshot um, that five star review, you know, and send it to us, and we'll send you like a sticker when we get them. Like, you know, come right. on, help us out here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we. It's not bribing per se, but you are our friends. Yeah. You do care about us, True. and you like free things. I mean, yeah. So all of that, when you pile that all on, like you could just go and and give us a good review. So anyway, as we've, as we've done all of that and pleaded with you to, to give us a hand, we, we also are just going to thank you. And then we're going to play this intro again. 
Yeah, and so um, I wanted to say the intro is uh, for all you music nerds out there like myself. The the beat's coming from an 808, um, so the classic 808. Um, and that's just in GarageBand. I don't really have one. I don't have an extra 3500 bucks. But if anyone wants to let me use an 808, you know, give me a call. And then the bass is a um, the P bass, the mother of all all bass tones. So enjoy. I feel, wait, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on. We told him to enjoy, but okay. what's an 808? Mm. <laughs> so an 808 is like a, um, it's an electronic drum machine. So back in the 80s, I want to say, maybe late 70s, you can, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure, but they came out with something and it looked like this board here, this Podcaster Pro, with just a bunch of buttons on it. And what you could do is you could um, click that and that would be the doom. And then it would play it for you in a sequence. Mm. So it, it, you could hit this one and then like control where it would go. And then, and it sounded so good. Um, it, it was this, it's, it's basically, a, if you listen to any hip hop in the 90s or the 80s, it, the, almost 100% of them had 808s because it just sounded so cool. Like any clap sound, that clap, you know, that's like, we hear it in so many, um, so many songs. That's from the 808. So, okay. and if you listen into um, uh, lots of, I mean, even today, people in their rap songs often reference an 808. So, okay, so I know I've heard it in my yeah. old listening to <coughs> rap music days. Okay. I know I heard 808 before, and I can't think of the song in my head right now. There's like, um, there's a million. Every, okay. every 25th rap song, I think, references the 808 in the lyrics, okay, at so, least. <laughs> so at least I know I'm not referencing um, the the song, I've Got Hose, because I thought it was an area code. I thought 808 <laughs> was an area code. I mean, I mean, it is. I mean, so it's a, a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> so it is an area code somewhere. Yeah. So what we need to do is one day we're going to do a podcast from the 808 area code mm-hmm. with the 808 um, beat in the back in the beat yeah Ooh. yeah i think it's in california somewhere so that could be fun so i assumed <laughs> i assumed that that's where it was 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 in california well that was a sidetrack let's let's get to this music so it's an 808 and then a p funk a p bass a p bass the, the first electric bass ever made by leo fender himself and uh, it's for my money there is no better bass tone with all that stuff yeah. okay now now you've intrigued me again what do you mean for your money for my money Every good bass note that was ever played was played in Motown, mm-hmm. I, I would say. And, um, you know, and it was played by James Jamerson. And I guess, well, maybe not Motown. Also, Carol Kay, you know, and she did go on to play other things. But it's the, the, the sound of that P bass was in an every cool song. Like when you listen to an R&B or a Motown song or something by Marvin Gaye. And one of those like really cool, good feeling songs that he still feels good today. And you like turn up that bass and you're like, man, that bass player is like, I don't know. He's, go, he's doing all this amazing stuff back there. Sounds so melodic. It's coming from a P bass. A P bass. Yeah. It's called, um, the P is short for precision. Because um, back when they, uh, the, the double basses, the large, large basses that are the shape of uh, violins, that are the size of people, you know, that they go boom, boom, boom. They have no frets on them. So no, they just have to like kind of hear and guess and practice where to put their fingers because there's no like little wires to tell them, no little dots to show them. They just have to know. And so Leo Fender made this bass that you could plug in um, and he put those, those little fret wires on it so you could be more precise. And so the precision, the precision bass. bass with the eight oh eight, with the eight oh eight. Wow, Damn, that 
And it's cool. I mean, I mean, if we talk to music people, I mean, at least two out of three are going to think that's cool. <laughs> and then if it's non-music people, we all now are just because of association, we're going to think it's cool. That's right. Now because you know the words. You've told us to think it's cool. You have to now. Th- now you know it's cool. Then you can just be along with the rest of us. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, challenge, I'll challenge any of you that didn't know what an 808 or a P-Base was to use that in conversation in the next week. Mm-hmm. When you're talking with someone to show them that you you know more. Now. Yeah. Ooh, that uh, that song sounds like they're using a P bass instead of a jazz bass. Hmm. And then you sip your sip your tea. <laughs> with your pinky up. <laughs> you have to sip your tea with your pinky up as you say. That mm. sounds like an eight oh eight right there. Ooh, is he using an eight oh eight? My, my, my. What wow. A- <laughs> All right, here it comes, here it comes. There's, there's the intro. Oh, you know, I guess it could have um, held out that note for a bit longer. Um, yeah, the, the bass is a little wooly. No editing or compression on it. Um, but other than that, it feels good. Well, and you, you had mentioned something. So I sat here, and uh, if you check out our Instagram, I'm going to share the video of what it's like to be on the other side while someone's recording a tune like this uh, because I couldn't hear anything. Oh, yeah. So it's fun. And so I'm going to post that on our our Instagram, get after it underscore podcast. Mm -hmm. And you'll see the video of me just watching Joe as he has headphones on and is listening to stuff. But he had mentioned getting rid of the finger noise. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the one thing I actually knew what he was talking about because I like hearing the the sliding of the fingers. Mm. And so I'm I'm hoping that's what you meant by the finger noise. Yes. Was it, you know, that you can hear in between the notes? Mm -hmm. I really like hearing that. So if, if you listen back, you can hear that there's, there's finger noise still in there. He didn't edit that out. Yeah, I just left it. You know, we're down and dirty here. I mean, we're doing a podcast in a garage in the middle of Montana. You know, finger noise is the name of the game. <laughs> finger noise would be a name for a great band. I mean, how did yeah. I miss that? <laughs> as, as long as we get credit for it. Okay. I mean, you know, the moment I set it into the recording device, I think it was trademarked. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. That, that goes with also his analogy for the family and music and how all that works together. If that wasn't from someone previously, we not, have trademarked that now. If I'm not stealing that, like, and if I am, can you, tell, can you remind me who it was? Because I would go back and remind myself and reread that book if there was. But I, I think it was just something, I don't know. I might go re, um, watch, there's a really good, um, Victor Wooten does something called, it's like a bass lesson, where he just, he's filming himself talking to master class bass players, which at the time, and even now, I mean, he's talking about things that you would think are like way above our heads, you know, and the thing I like about him is that he doesn't, he, he talks about timing and like how to count to four and how to like really feel that heartbeat. And so I know that that's, I'm gleaning it from him. So I might go rewatch that, that mm. little documentary. It, and, I, and it was a bass player friend that sent it to me. He was like, I know this is not your instrument, but just, just, just um, watch it because it'll make you a better musician. And I was like, whoa, that's a pretty big statement because as someone who is just a 
fledgling acoustic guitar player i mean you don't you don't really feel like you can understand the cosmos of music out there you feel like well i got a g chord today you know <laughs> right right <laughs> so give us your input on what you think of of the intro yeah. and uh if you need to go back and listen to it it's about minute 24 25 right in there yeah. you can you can listen to that again we wanted to keep it short mm-hmm and you'll notice it, it does escalate a little bit. It just starts out with that, that drum, and then the bass comes in, and then we have that, that peak mm-hmm. as it falls off. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of how we, how we wanted to, to see it go. So, yeah. yeah, give us your input if you like it or not, and then we will be playing with it. I don't think anything in this life should be permanent, and so that nah, intro... That'll, that'll change. Yeah, yeah, that intro will be, maybe not even by next podcast, will be the same intro. Right. And probably that, probably the next podcast but then after that who knows we might change it again so it's like so one we'll of those see. cool um get after it tips i feel like we should have tips and tricks okay tips. a tip one of my tips for getting after something um especially when you you feel like you tried it and then you missed that deadline and you're like damn you know mm-hmm. um be vulnerable about it ask help if you need to um but then don't be so um don't be so perfectionism perfectionism will kill every good project you know because if i didn't get that in there and to my ears to a musician's ears i'm hearing like all these mistakes and how you know i could have changed the the maybe sped it up a little or did this or did that but um the lesson here is don't worry about that just treat it like it's a rough draft get it out there and if someone says something about it that hurts your feelings well whatever just go if if you if i agree i'll change it and if i don't i'll be like hey thanks for the advice or whatever and that's that's kind of how you have to walk as someone who's getting after something especially in uh, that you're creating and wanting people to um, you want input on what you're creating mm-hmm. you know? so you just mm-hmm. you got to flex that muscle of um that's why I called it, I don't call it practicing, I call it just sucking at, you know, at first, because you just got to accept it, you know, you just got to get good at it, get good at um, being humble, you know, with everything, because that's when you're actually going to be able to grow, because now we have something, now we're sharing it with somebody, now I'm going to get feedback on it, and if I never got it done, you know, I might, it might be two more weeks before even getting that far. Right, so, right, and I think there was a, there's a saying that I've heard before, um, perfect is the enemy of the good i think that's a great way of just summing up beautifully what i was trying to yeah perfect is the enemy of the good because when when you're just striving to and i would as yeah some of us are perfectionists but i would say it's us (laughs) i'm not a perfectionist (laughs) some people are perfectionists but other than that when we're trying to strive for perfect we're really trying not to get any negative feedback Mm-hmm. You know, we're thinking about other people's opinions the entire time we're doing it, not just our own of, of just putting out some materials. So I think it, it's important. Yeah, that's a good tip number one if mm-hmm. you are trying to get after it is get that rough draft and then stop calling it a rough draft. Yep, just call just, it the step one or something. <laughs> yeah. or The thing, yep. whatever the thing is, the th- this is the thing. The thing that will change, but I've got to get done now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And... And then, and then I'm going to add on to that and say, just be okay with people's feedback. Mm-hmm. Even if you did get to whatever you felt was perfect, somebody is not going to find that thing perfect. There's, there's people out there that are just aren't, aren't going to like it for whatever reason. And so we're, we're never going to get to that, that perfect point. Mm-hmm. So you just got to put it out there, just like this podcast. Like we're just trying to get it out there. And that's what I want to build into right now is our goal of, truly being an example of what it's like to get after it. We're trying to get after it with this podcast. Okay. And so we've made, we've made a, a kind of rule. 
would you say? Is it a rule of to shoot and and broadcast or upload fifty episodes? Mm. Yeah, maybe not rule, but um, yeah, declaration of uh, yeah, yeah. something like a goal, like that's our intended purpose, and we're going to work towards that. I don't know something. Yeah, yeah. Mission. So it's it's, a, it's our first. Like we can't not put out fifty. We're just going to put out fifty whether you like it or not. Right. So if you're out there and you're listening to podcast episode one, yeah. we've got 49 more to go because we're not going to count the intro. We've got 49 more to go. Right. And if at some point bef- before episode 50, mm-hmm. you, you're missing us, you need to reach out. Like yeah. give, give us some encouragement. But I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to take that. I think we're going to hit there. And the, the reason for that is, is a lot of times people will try to, you know, um, I've done some research on... Um, influencing through social media mm-hmm. and people will try to be influencers because it's an actually pretty pretty good way to make money if you can get sponsored and, oh, and yeah. do things like that so um i've done some research and the number one reason that people fail at becoming an influencer is not because they're not an influencer not because they can't take a picture or share some cool quote or whatever it's because they quit too soon yeah so I didn't want that to be us with the podcast as we got to 27 and we're like, you know, we've only got 10 listeners out there. Like, it's not a big deal if we quit. We're, we're mm-hmm. going to get to 50 and, and with all hopes that at that point we decide we're going to do 50 more mm-hmm. and, and just continue to try to, to build this podcast to whatever it's going to be. Um, That's kind of a cool number. I mean, it's like there's 52 weeks in a year. Is that why you're doing that? You just want to do it for about a year and then we're like, okay, are we, let's... Let's really see what we got here. Right. Uh, and I think I, I might have been, if I really had a year in my head, I probably would have said 52. Mm-hmm. But um, 50 just seemed like, it, like 100 seems like a lot. Yeah. Big commitment to something. Was, like, yeah. Like, like huge, huge. But by 50, I think we're going to know whether we, we can or should continue. I think so. And that's, that's really what I was trying to think is by 100, we might be pushing a product that's not good. Yeah. And just forcing it. But by 50... I don't know if before that we could make a really good judgment before 50. Yeah. And it just seems like a big enough number to get a, a really good, you know, grasp on what we're doing. We get practice, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to, to work through things. And then by 50, if, if we're still, we're still learning and, and, you know, which we we'll always be learning, but if we're still learning some of the basics of podcasting and, and getting things out there, then we just, it just might not be our, our thing. Yeah. And then, who knows? That's the, but that's okay. You know, maybe we'll find out that uh, we can teach the next person who this is their thing, and we'll be like, "Hey, man, we actually got all this experience, and maybe we can help you with your thing." Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows where it'll go? Won't be wasted energy. I don't think so. I don't think so. I've enjoyed uh, all my time with you, Joe, as we've been um, just chit chatting. I think we could record most of the conversations that we have, and and it's just enjoyable, enjoyable material for me. What is that about? How do we do that? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I was thinking about it. Like, I wish I could do that with everyone. Like, yeah. I, I try. I'm doing the same thing I do with you that I do with everybody. And I'm thinking, how the hell <laughs> do I get the rapport that I have with Brian? I haven't talked to him. What seems more than a decade. Right. Um, I do sit down and like talk for three hours. Like I'm just, you know, talking to a person that who's my roommate or something. Like we just have this everyday thing. To, and we don't even live very similar lives. We're just, we're two completely different people. Right, and that's, that's what I really like about the dynamics that this podcast could turn into. We've talked about it, and I can't remember if we talked about it in the last podcast, so people get to hear it this time too, mm-hmm. but 
I think we have a, a big enough gamut between the two of us or spectrum or, you know, whatever you want to say in life experiences and, and knowledge that we have about different, you know, um, human things that uh, no matter who we're interviewing, we one of us is going to have at least above a basic knowledge of that thing that that person's talking about. But a lot of times we're not going to have overlap unless they're talking about like car sales. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. overlap there. Yeah, a little but, overlap. Yeah, but other than that, you know, you you are in music. And so as you're going through this and you explain an 808, I'm like, man, there might be some listeners that don't know because I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then if we Fair. start talking about hunting or, or something else, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I, I can dive into that a little bit more than you and, and expound on things. So it's really exciting to have that dynamic that you're talking about is we don't normally travel in the, the same circle of friends and, and yeah. things. And, and, you know, on, on weeknights, you're, you're playing music all, all around town. And on mm-hmm. weeknights, I'm meeting with families and, and doing small groups and different things like that. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a kind of a completely different, different thing we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, here we are. Oh, but I did. Uh, I wanted to uh, ch- change gears and bring up a topic, and still podcast related. Mm-hmm. So I was looking around at our name, uh, mm-hmm. googling our name, get after it, mm-hmm. and I found um, that guy. Oh God, he's like a really famous um, Navy SEAL motivational speaker. Um, huge, 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 huge. You've probably seen a million of his. Jocko. Jocko. Is it Jocko? It's Jocko. Okay. So he he has a get after it. You know, like he has a get after it on his shirt, a get after it on his cups. Oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, well, it's not like it's the get. It's just, it, it's something that he says. So yeah. I don't think that he's coined it. And I'm like, all right, well, that's a little close. But then Chris Cuomo has a Let's Get After It podcast. I did see that when I was, I was like, uploading the podcast. Hmm, I don't know. I just want to make sure that we're we're cool with it. But those are the only two, you know. I mean, get after it. And that's, I mean, Jocko's using it exactly how we're saying it. So maybe that's a potential for reaching out to him one day and his huge, huge following and saying, hey, you know, we weren't trying to like glom onto your fame or anything, but we we actually used that um, that saying that you have and we just named our podcast that, you know. Right, right. Um, And man, I don't know if I've ever heard him say it. I, I, I follow him on Instagram and I'd never notice that he had i didn't i'd seen his stuff too and i did i had to google that those that phrase right. and then i noticed on his and i was like oh well i kind of i'm familiar with him so i clicked on it and there it was it's just like you know very let's get after mm. Mm. And I, was like, I, would, I would actually wear that you know so so anybody out there that is getting ready to start a podcast one thing you might want to do is google, <laughs> google <the laughs> what name. you want to name it yeah. i'm realizing now that i did poor research when uh, coming up with the name but you know i just because I, I i'm i'm cool with keeping the name the mm-hmm. name makes sense to me but if you were thinking knowing that like you know maybe we could change it a little bit or something who knows before we got into like paying for logos and you know all that right. paying for t-shirts and all whatever we're gonna do down the line we might want to make sure that we're got the name that we really want you right know? and not not offending jocko because i'm pretty sure he could take me yeah yeah well i saw him, i saw him actually talk with his daughter he's an okay guy you know? no he's definitely an okay guy. i just feel like you know well yeah but also maybe he works out so much see now that he's just always tired okay <laughs> that's what <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that's i don't know if that's exactly how it works i don't that's what happened to me i was like um I, I was working out a lot and I was mm-hmm. doing reps and reps and reps. And I was like, why, why do I work out? There's a fundamental get after it question. Um, and, 
and my conclusion was, is like, oh, I work out so I can feel like a strong man. But since I work out so much, I'm always feeling weak, you know? <laughs> right? So, so I think you have to, I'm not trying to give you uh, workout <laughs> advice, but I think uh, some of that could be diet. Yeah, could be diet. You. Um, you had talked about last podcast, not drinking a bunch of water. You're not that guy that drinks a bunch of water. I am mm-hmm. that guy. I drink a bunch of water. I do work out. I don't, I don't think it would be a bunch. I work out every day of the week, um, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. Mm-hmm. Not, not super sore all the time. And uh, there's some techniques you can use. Uh, if you um, eat enough protein, protein is what builds muscle. And so um, it helps with that recovery. There's other, you know, uh, we could go into really technical things. But BCAAs oh, sure. and all of that that you take to I honestly not do that. Well, I mean, this was, I mean, I did uh, make some adjustments and now I'm okay. But mm-hmm. my problem at the time was my extreme nature of how much weight I oh, thought that yeah, I could totally. lift. If you want to look down here, there's a couple of kettlebells. Oh, on the I other saw side. them. I saw them. One of them was 106 pounds. And I thought, hey, I could swing this and do these and do lifts with this. And I can. I really can. And then I feel bad for a couple of weeks because I think uh, I've injured things. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's definitely definitely about moderation and yeah. um, the the more reps, reps you could get in one day as opposed to throughout a week, right? So if you did fifty yeah. reps in one day, or if you did twenty reps a day for five days, that's that's more reps, but you're not going to be as sore as you're doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And it's all about balance, man. It is about balance when you're getting after balance. it out there. Because I mean, that's a there's pitfalls to that mindset. We have a we have the extreme mindset because I'm guilty of it. I mean, geez, I got the biggest one I could possibly. I can't even remember how much it was to ship. It was it was a, it was a nightmare. A hundred and six pound kettlebell. Yeah, the the USP guy was like, he, the look on his face was, <laughs> was priceless, and um and here it sits covered in dust, and. <laughs> I use a 50-pound now, a 50-pound kettlebell now, if you're wondering. I'm safe, safer. <laughs> and, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie that in because you had an idea to talk about little things that we have got after it about. Littler things, you know. Littler it doesn't things. have to be like oh, what our life's ambition is, right? What, what are some little things, right? Little things. And you showed me mm-hmm. a circuit board in a gray box. Yeah, yep. And I, what, what was that? I was, I was, I had gotten after something that I didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't got yet. Haven't got yet. So I, um, no, I guess, yeah, I try to understand things at a fundamental level. And so that's where I, I don't know. And so I, um, it would you, and it's a guitar effect, you know, there's these little guitar pedals that you would use. And, uh, Jimi Hendrix is very, um, famous for using the first ones. And he, that's how he got all those cool sounds. And, um, so many guitar, electric guitar players are all into these pedals. And so I too went down the rabbit hole of trying to find the best of this and that, and the vintage this and that, and there's all kinds of cool things you can do. But then I happened upon this site of do it yourself. And um, a lot of this technology is like really, really big circuit boards with things you can solder yourself. And it just takes, you know, just a little know-how. And if you can solder and follow some directions, they told me, you could just (laughs) build your own pedal for, you know, maybe $60, $70 that if you would buy one of these things, like a $300 pedal or, you know, something like that. So I thought, ding, ding, I can, you know, learn a new skill, you know, learn to solder 
I, I think it looks cool that, you know, it would feel really cool to be able to build this pedal for myself in the way that I would want. And, and then, then I would have that skill and maybe I can make 10 of them and sell them at the local store. Oh, I had, you know, these, this ambition. And then I did it. Um, I put my first one together and it worked okay. And it mm -hmm. made noise, and then it made horrible noises. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that was not so fun. And then I, because I bought three of them, and I thought, well, I'll give myself three chances, you know? And then I, I tried to put together the next one, and I was like breaking things, and things were snapping off, and I, like, I had to desolder many times. And if you've never had to desolder something, it's it's like this whole thing it's like you gotta suck it off you gotta heat it up and then you gotta suck it off before it cools down and then it's it's a mess it's a <laughs> so, mess and then i realized i don't like i don't like doing this this is <laughs> so so there they sit but i did send an email to the poor gentleman and told him that i was an idiot and I just didn't know what I was doing, and I was going to send the pedals back to him. And I, I just wanted him to like put them together for me. I was at my wit's end. And um, he, he was uh, nice enough to me to be like, hey, you know, why don't we just try to do it? You know, why don't you just send me where you're at? Send me a picture. We can get through this together. And I was like, okay, sir, I, I appreciate that. I will, I will definitely do that. And I think that was six months ago i don't think <laughs> and you haven't you no, haven't I, sent him any pictures no no i said i well i did send him a picture i said hey i got here and then he was like okay well you need to connect this to this and see if that light turns on basically and um i've been not getting after that project ever since mm, yeah i've been getting after avoiding that project and and you know in my brain just to get everybody that you know we don't we're actually not shooting for youtube today because we're gonna we're gonna work on that we May or may not approach the YouTube thing. We'll see. Okay, I can give you a picture. You just snap a picture and put it on the still frame so they can see the mess of circuits. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and I th I'm assuming everybody's seen a circuit board. The green, you know, plastic. I'm not exactly sure what it's made out of. And then it looks almost like a little city. Yeah. Right? There's these um, metallic roads that run between these little... They look like little teeny buildings yeah. right? that you put yeah. in all different places. And the, the goal of making this pedal was to put that city in there... Mm -hmm. And when everything's working correctly, it, it'll all, you push the button, it turns on, it does all this stuff. But if, if one little building or one little road is out of place, it doesn't work. Does nothing or does damage to your hearing or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> to, right. In, in, injury to insult. I yeah, think. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that, was the, that was the goal in putting together those foot pedals. And um, yeah. to be honest, I've never done much electrical things. Uh, and what I have done... Well, it's simple, but also, like, I just, yeah, I'm just not good at it. And then I'm also a little scared of electrocution. Yeah. So when working on, like, light sockets at home and, and different things, like, I've, rather than just, when I know it's the right breaker in the house, mm -hmm. I'll still shut off a few other ones, right, to make myself yeah. feel better that I'm not going to get electrocuted. Yeah, and I, I, I just recently electrocuted myself with my own guitar amp. I mean... Oh. And it was one of those things. I'm, I'm afraid of the same thing. You know, I'm like, oh, right. man, because there's the warnings everywhere when you're working <laughs> on this stuff. And especially guitar amps. And <clears throat> they're bigger. And they say on a lot of them, they'll say, hey, even when this thing is off, there may be enough electricity in here to kill a human. So be careful. And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't tell me. I mean, do tell me that. But that's really <laughs> scary. <laughs> so, 
Well, and they call it an amp because it's amplifying, right? Yeah. So it's adding power. Yeah, and I got this. Uh, I got this really nice old, old, the first one of the first amps ever, you know, in the first few years that they were making amps, and I'm so excited about it. And the guy I got it from, it's all um, original, which means it has a two prong plug in, no ground. And which also means that when I plug it in and put the metal cord and then connect the metal cord to my guitar's metal, and then I touch the strings sometimes, and then maybe touch something else metal like that microphone, or actually I was bending over to uh, plug in a pedal of mine. And um, when I plugged in the pedal, I, I was like, just I touched my finger to the... Uh, the wire and I got such a shock I thought I would pass out like I could taste electricity for four hours what does electricity taste like kind of metallic like you're, <laughs> like you're eating a, a spoon with nothing on it <laughs> just sucking, you, sucking on a spoon with nothing on it if you have feeling fillings not feelings but fillings in your teeth when I mean, you I, when you bite down on a metal thing is it like that is like it like foil like if you're gonna yep. eat foil with metal fillings you ever got that like oh my god that Whatever that is, that's what it kind of tastes like. That's, it doesn't, so electricity, uh, for anybody wondering, electricity does not taste good. Doesn't taste good. So, I mean, the, and the, and the amp tech was like, well, you can't change that, man. That's vintage, you know, that's collectible. And so after I got shocked, I took it to another amp tech and said, <laughs> and said, please put on a three prong thing and then put the little vintage two prong death cord in a bag for me and I'll give it to the next person that um, takes it out of my cold, dead hands. Because <laughs> it's not for sale. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we'll have to put a picture of that up on the Instagram as well. That's oh, beautiful. I mean, again, I mean, I, we may have to talk to a lot of guitar nerds because there's going to be a lot of info. Hunting, music, we got some other stuff. I mean, um, but then it'll be up to you guys to be like, well, you know, enough about you and the things that you know about. Um, what about this person that we know of that never gets never gets um, their fair share of the limelight. We really want to hear from this wise old sage or wise young person that knows a lot of things that we've never heard of. Who knows, you know? Um, because at some point we'll get sick of hearing only our own stories. I mean, But speaking of your stuff, um, not that we were, but now I want to, because I was walking around Shields with the kids. Right. And uh, we went over to the gun section, and they were like, Dad, why are we going to the gun section? I was like, when was the last time I made you look at guns? They're like, never. I'm like, okay, so I'm just looking around, okay? Last time I actually fired, I mean, I've fired certain guns since the Marine Corps, but last time I had any knowledge of the gun that I was using was in the military years ago. So I went over, and we were just kind of looking around, and that was all fun. I may get a gun for hunting, but then we went over to like the toy section and then the little travel section and they have these little foldable, foldable forks and foldable straws. And I was like, this is awesome because I've always wanted like a, an extendo, like an extendable spoon. I just, uh -huh. cause I drink so much coffee and the only thing I like in my coffee is honey. And when people put honey in my coffee, they just glob it onto the bottom and then they pour the coffee in and then they give it to me and then I can't taste any of the honey because it hasn't been mixed in. So I have to have a spoon at all times or always be throwing away a plastic spoon or straw. So I was thinking, why doesn't one of these, ex one of these spoons exist? Because I looked them up. They don't really exist yet. Well, I mean, they, they have pocket knives actually that have silverware in them. You could just carry around one of those. The long, the long spoons, do you know the purpose of why that's over in the, the camping section? 
Yeah, why are those? Um, the the food that you get, the dehydrated meals, uh-huh. come in tall bags. Oh. And most silverware that you'd have at home now, wouldn't really work in there. If it could just like retract into a small thing, you know, like collapse into itself or just whatever, like a antenna would, would kind of mm-hmm. go, go mm-hmm. smaller. But then, um, and then that's it. That would be the perfect spoon for me. And then put it on a keychain, or I'd wear it as a necklace, you know, as a, as a medallion, if you would. Give me, give me a gold one or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've gone from I just need a spoon to stir in my honey to I need a bling chain gold. Would you like gold plated or just solid gold? I mean, whatever's better for the coffee Okay, acids. Um, I'm not sure what would yeah. work better. Yeah, and so that could be like copper or something. That, oh, copper seems like it would be a bad bronze. Yeah. You know, that would, you know. Maybe pure silver. In, yeah, enhance. Yeah, <laughs> pure, pure silver. So that's what we need. Any of you listeners out there that are silversmiths, mm-hmm. we're going to need a gold chain for Joe with a retractable spoon that mm. at its smallest is just about the size of a normal spoon. What do you call that? The head? Yeah. The head? Yeah. yeah. The, the handle would retract all the way down to in, inside kind yeah. of itself. However, that would work. So that's what we're looking for, folks. Um, yeah, and it's just like a, it could also be, I mean, it's a selfish thing for me because I, I just don't like white sugar in my coffee. I like honey. But it also could be like some cool metaphor. Like, remember the Matrix and the whole spoon deal? Like, there is no spoon. There is thing. no spoon. Right? Isn't yeah. that a wise thing? We could just make that a symbol of a <laughs> <laughs> You design us a spoon. We will make it a symbol of the podcast and loosely affiliated with whatever cool mind blowing wise thing they were trying to tell you in the matrix when that little kid was like there is no spoon and he was like oh <clears throat> like i don't know what he was getting at that moment i forget the lesson <laughs> i just well, remember that because scene. they're in the matrix there, oh, actually, there actually was no spoon because there is no spoon yeah, there is that's no spoon. that's why i can make it bend and manipulate it because oh, there course. is no spoon right and so it's mind blowing it, again that you just described it to me. I'm like, yes, that's so satisfying. And it's not mind blowing in the real world. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because we're not in the matrix. There is a spoon. There, there actually is a spoon. Hey, maybe that could be a good motto. There actually is a spoon. You need, <laughs> you should have one. <laughs> so we've come up with the motto for. We might just change the whole name of the podcast to There Is a Spoon. There is a spoon podcast. There is a there spoon. There is one. We're not in a matrix. We're not in the matrix. And if we are, I mean, it's really believable. So <laughs> Super believable. I'll go along with it. I mm-hmm. mean, I, if I do wake up in a weird, slimy vat of goop um, because um, computers are sucking out the little amount of bioelectricity that's coursing through my body, I'll be surprised. Yeah, you know? <laughs> as will I. I. I do have to ask, this, this, this is an interesting question now. Mm-hmm. Would you, essentially, would you Neo it? Would you try to be then the hero and release everyone else? Or would whatever the bad guy's name was, that now every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, oh, I don't like you. Oh, yeah. That guy that, that is going to... Mr. Smith. Mi- no, 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 no. The one that betrays Neo and, and wants to be put back into the oh, Matrix. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. He just wants to have the steak taste yeah. like a steak or He's whatever. like, I know the steak yeah, doesn't exist, yeah. but it tastes good and juicy and warm. Which one of those do you see yourself being? Oh, man. So it's like my choice is to live real life in the muddy pits of uh, that city, Zion, I think. 
um, and know that robots are coming to kill us. But when we get that word, we just kind of have a dance party. <laughs> you know, because he's like, look, they're coming for you. are going to die. And then remember the next scene, of course, mm-hmm. is everyone going, well, time for a party. And they yep. all start dancing, like yep. all kind of provocatively. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go to that party? Or do I want to, like, woman in the red dress sort of thing? You know what I mean? Just... And maybe it Remember maybe that? it's taking it a step further. Do you do you would you appreciate appreciate reality mm-hmm. in all of its harshness, or would you prefer to live in um, what is what is the word I'm looking for here? Like uh, in the matrix, naive. You know. Oh, um, yeah. well. Oh. And then he said, you know, when they put them back in, they wouldn't remember anything. Right. So he could take care of the memory. Oh, right. do, you, do, do you, I get a memory wipe or do I know? Yeah, you get a memory wipe. <sighs> you get a memory wipe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd stay in the real world and just try to say. <laughs> so <laughs> I the, really thought about it. I was like, well, let's see. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I would stay in the Matrix. I have to be honest. You're just like, um, well, I got it going on in the Matrix. I can bend spoons and shit. Yeah. The, the, the manliest answer is I want to be Neo. Yeah. Right? I'm going to live in the harsh world and eat the goop and and mm-hmm. it's cold and you don't have like your hand making clothes out of whatever, you know. And Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, live in the world that you've already known your whole entire life and you're not going to even know, right? right. You you're you're know. kind of oblivious to it at that point. So, and then also everyone I deal with isn't going to know either. Like I'm just going to be back in, in the world. And this is where my family's at. So I'm mm-hmm. okay, like, mm-hmm. just kind of being in the Matrix with them. It would be hard to, like, get, you know, kind of pooped out of the machine like they do into the sewer and then be like, oh, wait, there was, like, a, I had, a, like, a wife and a couple kids up there. Like, how would you? <laughs> right, how do you, how do you then, it, like, rationalize It'd that? Be com- it. it would be complicated, you know, because you haven't used any of your muscles and your eyes haven't worked. Remember that scene? Mm-hmm. Like, you, why are my eyes hurt? You haven't used them. You've like, never used them never before. never used them before. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's like wicked heavy. And then, so okay, I wake up. I'm cold. I wear what looks like burlap sacks that have been torn. Like they don't have sewing people in right. the future. They don't. They've nope. not mastered hand sewing any anytime. Um, God, yeah, man, it didn't look fun. I mean, and no. then and then I mean, spoiler alert. But the guy he died in number three. Like he sacrificed himself, and there was a lot of um, I thought religious sort of. Um, Undertones. Undertones, yeah. Over, overtones. He was undertones. being taken away in the form of a cross and all that when he was like, oh, that's a little sick. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see yeah. what you're alluding to there, my friends. Whatever you call that, allegory. I don't I don't know that if, word. If it's allegory, I want points. I want points from my um, English English major friends. Is it <laughs> allegory when there's like they're alluding to something in the story, but it's of another story? And you have to know that story to know it. That's why allegory is so hard to get sometimes. <laughs> and and there's actually quite a few movies that that have al- al- allegory. We're gonna go with it for now until we get yeah. corrected. Like, new idiot. That's not what it is. <laughs> that's that's what it is. When that's how you bake a potato. That's a potato recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Send me your allegory recipe, please. I like my potatoes allegory rotten. Uh, yeah. So we've accomplished a lot today. I mean, we're kind of, um, we've got the intro. <clears throat> we talked about what we're doing and how we're going about it mm-hmm. and how and why we're walking the walk and talking the talk. We'll need a few more stories, I guess, you know, for next week. And, um, because you, I mean, 
it's hard to get into who we are. We're not, I mean, we don't, I mean, I find you interesting, but we get going on these fun stories and it's hard to like be like, okay, well, so tell me, uh, what skills do you have in uh, the Microsoft suite arena? Are you, are you oh, skilled in the... I can answer that really quick. Okay. None. Okay. So you, uh, <laughs> no Excel, no PowerPoint. <laughs> okay. So, so PowerPoint, I can, I can fumble into things. Word. When you get beyond those into Excel... Mm-hmm. Nothing. I, I literally, my coworker, Andrew, if I need anything on an Excel spreadsheet, I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. maybe you could put a, an Excel together for us. I don't even know if that's how you're supposed to say it. Wow. But I'm yeah. like, can you put an Excel together for me? I, <laughs> I think I mainly choose my friends based on their ability to use Excel. That's fair. I mean, that's resourceful. Right. Yep. So. That's why you're in management, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is as well. I'm like just, you and you and you stay next yeah, to you, me. <laughs> you stay close. You stay close. That's the whole reason you're on the podcast. You know music. And so, mm-hmm. so that's why you're here. I, I, I could have never came up with an intro ever. Okay, perfect. Well, now that I, I'll just uh, keep working on it and stay useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as you're not useful anymore, gone. You're out. Gone. It'll be the Brian show after that. That's perfect. <laughs> what a great way to like, you know, flame out, you know, like really, you go really bright and then psh, fizzle. Just right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, look forward to us. We're at, we're at the hour, hour mark. Do you think we should be done? Do we have more that we need to talk about? What, what time we got? Uh, in the world, actual time in the world is ten after twelve. I think we were we were we had to be done around noon today. So. Yep, I think we should wrap it, even though we didn't get into some fun um, topics and stories about you and I. Maybe that's what we'll do next time. We'll have them ready. We're like, you know what, Joe? I want to talk to you about your kind of racist cup you have in your garage, mm-hmm. and, and I'll talk to you about. So, let's see, new. So you're. Bow hunting is new. Bear hunting is something that I would be interested in. There's I will be leaving this afternoon for more bear hunting as well. We, you could give us an update on the bear hunting. That'd be um, great. Anything else that would be just something, uh, just even on a side that you're doing? Um, I'm, I'm creating a podcast. Project. I don't know if I've talked to you about that. So you're lit- we're literally talking about the side thing that you're doing yep. while we're doing the thing that you're one thing to go along with the podcast is there's a signature roast coffee coming from Albanco. That's what we got it. We should end off on that. That's an interesting one. Right. Okay. And so by the time we, we shoot our next podcast, I'll actually know I next the week? flavor. Yeah. So in a we, week's time? In a week's time, I'll know the flavor. We won't have it like done and roasted and ready to go. But by, by next week, I'll know like the country of origin and what the undertone flavors will be chocolate or fruity or you know whatever that might be i'll, I'll know all of that by next week this is nuts how, um is he going to be on the podcast or do i need to go have a meeting with him too so i can like so what i'm to. what i'm actually hoping for the podcast is that uh, we'll i'm going to get him to do it's called a cupping <laughs> and it okay. sounds oddly sensual Mm-hmm. But it's not. I like one of those massages where they mm-hmm. suction you. I think that actually, yeah, I think it is called cupping when they do that. Okay. They put the little cups on your back. But, but anyway. it's not that. It's not that. Okay. It's where you blind taste test coffee, much like you would wine. Blind so, taste test. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so you don't know which one is which. And, and you do an aroma test before there's any water. You just, ta- you just smell it as it's in the grounds. Mm-hmm. Then you smell it once you pour in the... Hundred and I don't know what the degree the exact water was. Yeah, degree right. that it needs. Okay. Yeah, and you pour it straight onto the ground. So the grounds in the coffee, there's no filter. It's just right into the cup. Mm-hmm. The cup is the exact size, and then also the exact shape to to perfectly like like 
roast all of this. And Jesse knows way better than I do about all of this stuff. But mm-hmm. then, then you do another smell. And then what happens as the coffee sits there, it gets a, a crust on the top of the... I know this crust. Okay, right? Okay. It. And so <laughs> then you peel away the crust. And it's not peeling, but you use a spoon in a certain way to get rid of the Look, crust. Okay. And then you smell again. Okay. And then you go through and you, you take a little bit on your spoon and you... It sounds just like that. And you taste the coffee. And then you have to keep tasting it because the coffee changes flavors after a minute, after two minutes, after three minutes. As the longer it sits there, it you'll you'll get new flavors and, and aromas that, that come out of it. So what I'd like to do for the podcast is literally record one of these cuppings that you and I can go to with Jesse as he explains what the process is. And then we can actually record some of the sounds of, you know, pouring the coffee in. Ooh. I think a lot of satisfying sounds that you get, you know, we can record some of the, the slurping. I have a perfect recorder I'll bring. Just it's one of those little handy recorders. And I'm thinking we can fill up a couple of these with coffee sounds. With coffee sounds. Oh. Right. That would be awesome to have okay. some of our, our, our noise, our sound effects be that. And, and, then, and then we'd probably finish that podcast just doing a, an, an interview with Jesse and how he gets after it. I like it. And he's the, the owner with his, with his family. He's the owner of Albanco here in Great Falls. And I would venture to say that it's probably the best coffee shop, uh, easily in Montana, um, but possibly in the, the surrounding states as well. He is, uh, I don't know if there's a coffee scientist but it would be him. It's quite amazing to watch him uh, roast and purchase and, and, and then brew coffee. Uh, he does a really great job. That's awesome. We got to have him on, and then we got to have uh, Rob Kohler. He's a local um, bass player. Mm-hmm. He also is a coffee guy. Like He has his own roasting device. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so when you go to his house and you get a lesson, um, he like has this, and he buys the beans green you know, and roasts them himself in this very professional, not just the home thing that you would get. Right. Super professional. And then he does the, same, he does the pour over method. You know, and you have yourself this like, oh my God, this is... <laughs> and so I, I just learned that the pour over method, um, when you're uh-huh. using that, that device that looks so much like a scientific beaker... Yeah. It's actually a scientific beaker. It is one. That's why. So the, the guy that developed the, the pour over was a scientist uh-huh. that went through this whole process to try to get the perfect way to bring out the, the exact flavor you should out of a, a roasted coffee bean. And so that's why when you have, I can't remember the name of it right now. What is, what is the pour over thing called, that, that glass? Yeah, good question. I can't remember. I can't remember the name I, right I now. I think I have one of them. I, I have one I, too. I was using it for a while, but then it was like kind of messy or whatever. I wasn't doing, and I also wasn't measuring it. But now I have a scale. Maybe I'll measure it because I didn't do the two things. I didn't measure how much beans you would put in there, and I only just um, I I don't measure the water. I I let it go. I let it boil, and then the second it stops boiling, I pour. Oh, and so I just yeah. I bet you I could do it, be doing it way better. Yeah, because right? usually you start at about twenty two grams of coffee. I'm probably just drinking swill. I don't even uh, know it. Yep, <laughs> and then and then the the timing of the pour is very important as well that I've realized. And then one thing uh, that uh, actually Jesse told me about uh, pour over coffee is if it's too acidic. Uh-huh. You I, and I, I, I wish I had my little cheat sheet I had from him, but he I, he wrote on a sticky note for me when I when I brought it home that you change the size of the grounds, and that will change the flavor of your coffee. 
Oh yeah, I think. So I when know. you have one of those like burr grinders, mm-hmm. you can change like how how big around each one of those coffee beans is when it comes out of the you know gets all ground up, and so if it's too small, it'll taste you know too acidic, and if it's too large, it'll taste not acidic. I'm, cool. I'm not sure there. I think I want to bring my um, hand grinder to him and be like, "Can you adjust this for me?" Because I was using a hand grinder. Yeah, which yeah. is. It's hard. It's like a really it's a it tough is. exercise. Yeah, it is. I, I bought one of those for my wife for Christmas, a hand grinder. They're, they're it, pretty sweet. It just feels like, man, it feels like you're really making that cup of coffee, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> and I think it all comes from there was like this huge uh, YouTube phenomenon where like for the last couple of years, and I think it comes from this guy, um, Peter McKinnon. His name is Peter McKinnon. And he, he started doing these B-roll, slow-mo coffee making coffee um videos and so then lots of people because he was a famous youtuber they started kind of replicating that and making these pour over sequences Ah. on their youtube videos and then all of us that are watching youtube are getting we need to get grinders and we need to get you know all this pour over stuff and um and then covid as well that's when i really got into pour over was i was bored at home Mm -hmm. i got the time Yep, I've got the time. So I'm going to make sourdough, and I'm going to make some coffee. I also made sourdough. <laughs> Did you really? Wasn't bread good? You know? Oh, it was. Like, why don't we always do that? And now we don't do it. I mean, nope. maybe for special occasion we'll do it. <laughs> yep, I, I don't. I was making this amazing <coughs> banana bread. I uh, made oh, sourdough yeah. banana bread. I didn't know mm. that was even a thing. You can do whatever you want. When yeah. you realize, you're like, when you, when you watch the great baking show in Britain or whatever it is, they're always adding in things that I would ne- I've never even heard of. Like mm-hmm. You're putting cardamom plus plus dates plus like in, like on all these things. I'm like, what? And then it hit me. You can literally put whatever you want. You're just it's dough, and you kind of just mix it with things yep. that you would yeah. like. Yep, and yep. It just didn't hit me because I just buy bread. That's what it comes already sliced. Yep, you know. <laughs> yep, sliced bread is uh, easy to buy. Yeah, and sourdough. You have to like. It's like having an infant live in your your kitchen full time that you have to feed and then mm. figure out something to do with its mess that it makes. And yeah. And so it just, when I wasn't staying at home and working from home all the time anymore, like it just becomes too much of a project. Mm-hmm. Like kombucha. I tried kombucha and you I tried got, making it at home. Yeah. Oh goodness. And it was icky. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one pretty good yield out of it and now it just kind of sits dark in my um, hall closet that I haven't touched in for about a year. Well, does that make it better? kombucha it's probably like alcohol now or something i don't know what i don't know what's happening there's a huge gross looking blob in there that i'm just like i don't even know if i can get it out of there at this point it's it's like a lost it's like one of my guitar pedals it's like i didn't get after that one either i got after it a little and then i I realized i didn't like kombucha that much i guess what else is in that closet Mm, coats are they are they absorbing the the Mm. smell from your blob i don't think so okay i'm just concerned about your coats now well maybe i'm i'm smell blind you know yeah that happens to people Mm. like i just like if i have a lot of cats and dogs and like i just don't smell it but other people come over and they're like whoa your house smells like poop and pee and stuff (laughs) You know? I didn't notice that when I came over. Oh, good. To good. give you a little bit of confidence there. Cool. I mean, we try to keep it clean for sure. It's good. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can. I think we can wrap it up. So look forward to next podcast. Uh, we may we may do another one with just uh, Joe and Brian, but we do have somebody lined up yep. to record in a week. Yes, uh, we're going to confirm with Gabe. 
uh, Vasicek. And what does he do? He is currently um, the director for the public radio, Montana Public Radio here in Great Falls. NPR. And he does many other things. Like he is an artist, he's an investor of the arts, um, and he probably has other businesses that would uh, he can he can fill us in on but um, the main reason why I thought he'd be a good intro guest is that he's someone with knowledge of podcasts you know and he's uh, he he trains our uh, local DJs to like have their own show on um, the local the local Montana NPR so if you're interested in like hey maybe I'd, I've always wondered about that um, we're gonna have Gabriel on and he's gonna probably explain that whole process and he yeah it's pretty simple what he's explained it to me it's a it's maybe a maybe a Tuesday a week or maybe he schedules it with you and it's just like he has this many weeks of meeting with you a couple times a week just to make sure you're comfortable with all of the equipment and then all the rules and then you know, that kind of stuff and talks to you about your show and then kind of you know, TC, my drummer, TC Hirsch has a jazz show. Uh, Gary Alt just moved to town a few weeks ago, already has a show, got in touch with Gabriel. So that could be exciting. You know, if you're in, uh, interested in learning more about anything in the broadcast sort of arena, um, Gabriel, actually, he, he was one of the original people that I've ever heard of that, to do a, a open mic here in Great Falls at a bar that's no longer here called The Lost Woodsman or The Lost Woods, Lost Woodsman, right next to Club Cigar. And at that time, he was on the radio. So he'd do the show, you know, with all the musicians. And then he'd go and do this late night show. So gotcha. like, he's got like this deep knowledge of, um, I think, a lot of cool things that we could be interested in talk about. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so that's, that's if it's not just the Joe and Brian show yeah. next podcast, we, mm-hmm. we will have him on. And it, it's going to be a good listen to hear about. And really, that's what you're kind of getting out of these first few episodes is what does it take to put a podcast together? And yeah. And, um, yeah, we're going to learn how to, how to interview and how to, how to broadcast some things. So yeah, stay, stay tuned and stick with us. We didn't, we didn't discuss this before we started recording, but are we going to play the intro for the outro? I mean, I guess that's all we got at this, unless you want to do the one we had for the, the one that came with the. The equipment that... I think it would be fair, though, that we let everybody listen to it one more time. Yeah. You know, because we're going to remind them right now that, hey, mm-hmm. now that this podcast is over, give us some feedback. Yeah. Let us let us know what you think. And then also uh, write us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Give us a review so that, uh, yeah, we can start bumping up the charts a little bit. And mm-hmm. as we grow, our audience will grow with us. And you as someone that's going to be one of our first rate and reviewers, mm-hmm. will can always say that you were an OG. You were an original gangster with the Get After It podcast. Original Get After It fan. <laughs> <laughs> OG. Original Get After It. You will be one of them. So we thank you. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks yeah. for rating. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. See you next week.